0: If we don't do it, Sky will. The Football Podcast. Three friends picking the bones out of the weekend's football. Hello and a very warm welcome to If We Don't Do It, Sky Will, the new football podcast. We are three friends who discuss the weekend's football from very different perspectives. We have Nick Gilmer, the media-loving Manchester United fan, who I know cannot wait to get going this week. Hello, Nick. Hi,
1: you're all right? What happened this week, (laughs) then?
0: And we also have George Harker, a Leeds fan on the Isle of Man, who is still adjusting to live back in the big time and getting more and more negative with each passing week this season. Isn't that right, George? Certainly is, yeah. And my name is Alex Gross. I'm the forever cautious Tottenham Hotspur fan steering this discussion and waiting for Daniel Levy's latest transition period to be over. So after this weekend, there can only be one place to start, and that's Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford, which was pointedly hyped by Sky as the most watched club game in the world at around the same time that Barcelona were playing Real Madrid over in Spain. Nick, this one really put the super into Super Sunday, didn't it?
1: At least, if you go back and listen to last week's podcast, I did cautiously predict that United would be outplayed all over the pitch. That's right. I'd like to just extend that to the dugout as well. Um, (laughs) What a disaster. I mean, there's a a lot of hyperbole written over the last couple of days, but I would say that that is the worst match of football I've seen by a Premier League team. And that goes for anyone. And certainly in my time watching United, Shaw and Maguire put in the worst individual performances at exactly the same time that I've ever seen from a United player.
0: So my immediate response to that is, was that worse than Arsenal's 8-2?
1: I would say it is. I would say it's it's definitely the worst result that United have had in the Premier League. Um, The team that United put out yesterday... On paper, it should have been so much better. And the other thing is that Liverpool weren't even that good. Liverpool managed to score five without really breaking a sweat. Um, It was a catastrophe at the back. It was a catastrophe. Tactical perspective. I mean, there really is no positives.
0: The grass looked good. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, (laughs) What about (laughs) you, George?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how much of that is... Because of who it was against, I think the most damning thing I heard was from from Luke Shaw himself saying he he felt this was coming. I mean, that's a that's a damning statement to make that they mm. thought they were onto a hiding before they'd even played. I mean, that's very very disconcerting for Man United fans. I am sure
1: it's almost more depressing is what's followed since. So you can lose matches of football even against your biggest rivals, mm. but once again. The Boardroom doesn't seem to know his ass from his elbow, and yeah. there's talk of Conte, there's talk of Zidane, maybe long until there's talk of Moyes and Graham Potter and Carrick will give it Giggsy till the end of the season.
0: Steve Bruce is still free,
2: big, yeah, big, big Sam, Big Sam in <laughs> and
1: and you just don't know what direction they're going to go in. I feel like as an interim manager, Ole has served his purpose. He has stabilised the club, he's rebuilt a squad um, which is full of young and talented players and, and now it definitely is time for someone else to come in. I'm not advocating sacking managers very often but I'd like to think he can stay around the club.
0: Uh, was that but, an interim of nearly three years? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think that's probably what he was set out to do like what he set out to do. Um, Long old interim periods, but now yeah. it's time for one of the elite to have a go with a squad that I think is
2: undoubtedly in the top two or three in the country, if not the continent. When you say now it's time, do you mean this early in the season? Still time to?
1: Well, the problem don't is, know what, what
2: does turn it around look like? Because I feel like our top three are just going to run away with it now.
1: Yeah, I mean the league is gone. Yeah, the league cup is gone. Both of those two of four trophies that he would have had ambitions on winning, we're not going to win the Champions League. So you sort of hope for a cup run and a comfortable top-foot mm. finish. You wait another month. I think the international break's coming around at a good time. I think that's when they'll probably give someone a two-week period to rearrange the deck chairs. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't think you carry on when your own players are saying that they felt like a bat was just around the corner.
0: Mm. Yeah. In terms of moments from the game, uh, one stands out to me is when the centre backs collided with each other for one yeah. of the goals.
1: I think it's the second goal, the second Liverpool goal, maybe the third. But that, I mean, that's the problem is that Maguire and Shaw are two of England's back four that were so good in the summer. Yeah. So what is different about playing in this United team? I don't think Lindelof is as big a drop off from John Stones as, as you might. Believe. And I don't think that you know Walker on the right is that dissimilar to Aaron Wabusaka. yet the two clowns at the back are the two England stars.
0: So do you believe in some of the analysis that we saw on the weekend that says they're just not putting this work in? Uh, I think Gary Neville was talking about, it starts Monday morning, some hard graft on the training ground. Do you think it's as simple as that? Except, Except they had Monday off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I cannot, that was uh, one fathom, to clear
2: the cobwebs, wasn't it? I cannot fathom giving you a day off after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good
1: question. I mean, they presumably had expected maybe a new manager to come in, but uh, <laughs> yeah. the, fundamentally the tactics were to play a pressing game with players who can't press. I think it's damning that a defence that has cost so much money still needs two central midfielders to protect it when no one else is playing that in the league, at the top of the league. Um and, and there's still a big midfield-shaped hole in the squad. And that is a problem, but you can't throw money at this because look at the cost of Maguire, look at the cost of Shaw. And one other thing before we move on, and we should move on because this is grim. <laughs> um, so Ole's loyalty um, means that players play badly week after week after week. And don't get dropped. And you have to say that the weekend's match against Spurs, there should be no Harry Maguire. There should be no Luke Shaw. There should be no Fred. There should be no Aaron Orwell and Um We shouldn't see Pogba again for a month or two. I think he was borderline unprofessional. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if that red card was premeditated. He didn't want his name hanging around the stink that was to follow.
0: Yes, indeed. When... Uh... When Ronaldo somehow stayed on the pitch after yeah. that kick on uh, Curtis Jones, yes. somebody tweeted that sending him off would have been a let off because yeah. he would have been <laughs> able to avoid the the rest of that match on the field.
1: I have to say, I on the sofa at father in laws, that was the first time I applauded that half. the uh, The fight was the first time we saw it.
0: Yeah, you, know, you don't
1: want to see him kicking anyone, but at least he wanted to win. And I'm not sure you can say the same about a lot of them.
0: That's right, yeah. It was uh, It was also a great goal that he scored, which was then chalked off to the delight of the away end. Oh, yeah. Just give it to
1: him. There would have been a comeback. <laughs> after, after, let's talk about Atlanta.
0: <laughs> right, I was going to mention, uh, you were on a high on Wednesday night, were you not? Uh, uh, from about,
1: which... yeah, nine o'clock. I think the first half there was pretty depressing at all.
0: Yeah, so was it all writing on the wall on Wednesday and did that comeback... Um, again, just paper over the cracks and make people feel positive ahead of Sunday? Or would you were you one of these people who could see in that performance that uh, it was going to go awry against Liverpool?
1: I think the fundamental problem with United is that they're an amazing attacking front-force and, and they don't really need coaching because they've got such talented players going forward. They will always, against the sort of middle and lower teams, find two or three goals. Um, but they have not had a good defence for. Essentially, the whole time since Jose left, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. If Leicester are scoring four and Atlanta are scoring two, then you need to have a look at that defense and stop
2: picking the same players. It's one one clean sheet in twelve games, or something. Or maybe it's worse. More than that, that. I think it's More twenty-one. I think
1: it's one in twenty-one. Mm.
2: Bloody hell!
1: That is just you. You start every game one or two goals behind, and that's with Dav- Dave De Gea playing well again.
0: Dave the save.
2: Yeah. I think it's safe to say you peaked on the first day of the season.
1: What a game that was, George. (laughs)
0: Let's go back to that. I'm (laughs) honoured. So, um, let's just draw a line under it in terms of... Yes, let's do that. In terms of Solskjaer, you expect him to stay for now or you expect them to do something in this international break? This is essentially what you're saying?
1: Yeah, that is... I mean, he's a dead man walking. He will not start next season as the manager.
0: He's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer.
1: Yeah, if you were right for one of the Red Tops. Um, um, I love he, that. He is gone, I think, I hope. And it's just painfully sad. He's a decent guy trying to do the best he can. He's now not able to do any better. The he, He'll go. And the problem will be how the club handle it because they have not got a good history in handling these things well, whether it's appointing Jose whilst Louis van Gaal is lifting the FA Cup or chopping Moyes five games before the end of the season, they don't seem to
0: do things right ever. Right, because they had so little experience after so long with Ferguson, yeah.
1: And the story is that the board meeting last night was set up so that the Glazers could talk about how they bought their IPL team in Dubai.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Priorities.
0: Right, so let's move on to Ellen Road. The, yes. uh, the scene of so many points this season. Mm. Another one yeah. salvaged late on Saturday,
2: George. Salvaged late on, but very positive mood, it sounds like. I had to remind yourself it was just a draw, but I think it's a point in the right direction. The debacle that was Southampton away last weekend which people are now saying was arguably the worst performance under Bielsa. It was 150th game. Much better. Sounded like we dominated. Again, it's Saturday three o'clock, so I've had to benefit from write-ups and highlights, but um, much better. Changed the mood dramatically. The 93rd minute penalty, I think it was. And yeah, hopefully step forward because Wolves, you know, they were buoyant after their last minute winner. Absolutely, you know, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a tough, tough opposition. Yeah. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing to come out of it is a young lad called Joe Gelhart that um, Leeds fans are already familiar with. Been um, playing very well for the under-23s. Yeah, he was the one featured on Match of the Day, wasn't he? Yeah, he's um, very, very exciting. We've we've been there. Unfortunately, Wigan went into administration and we benefited from that and got him very, very cheap. And he was being courted by pretty much every top Premier League and European club. Yeah, very exciting talent. Not a talent comparison, but build-wise, he's, he's a lot like Maradona. He's really short, stocky. Right. Um, low centre of gravity um, and just runs at defenders no fear whatsoever he's very very exciting um, is he English? he is yeah a scouse lad and by all accounts he had to lose nearly two stone when he arrived <laughs> to uh, meet Bielsa's standards that's why it's taken so long for him to get a first team chance but um, right yeah but when we, the, the, another important factor is we're getting players back so we were missing still missing six first team players names that you would probably recognise from last season um, yeah. Bamford Phillips, obviously. Um, Rafinha was back, but then got uh, injured with half an hour to go, which is worry. Still no news on that. Um, But yeah, a point in the right direction. Would like a win, but you'd like to think that might come against Norwich on on Sunday. We'll see.
0: I was going to say, tough one next week away at Carrow Road.
2: Arguably the least favourable fixture. You don't want to be the first team to lose to them this season. Um,
0: And And for some reason, they're putting that on telly.
2: Yeah, relegation <laughs> battle. Sky called it a relegation battle which hurts. But um, really? Yeah, I think <laughs> tongue in cheek I assume. But it's it, maybe it is. It's just about staying up this season. Um for, well, for many think, reasons. I think
0: Norwich won't be in any kind of battle, so that's wrong on every level, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: a free hit for them already. <laughs>
0: yeah. Goal difference of minus 21.
2: Jesus. It's uh you have to ask what's the point it is but bad. I think the only point me.
0: at this stage is to not do another derby.
2: Ah, yeah, just not have the record low points, yeah. yeah. Sheffield yeah, well,
0: United managed to avoid that in the end, didn't they? Just, yeah. <laughs> they it's still well derby. <laughs> Probably because they won at Old Trafford, Nick. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, it's been a miserable weekend all round, except for the the bright point of that little point for George mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, we went to West Ham um, and lost again. Quite depressing to go to West Ham and not feel like your favourites. And uh, indeed, we lost there last season and have now lost again. It was really insipid. It makes it four London derbies under Nuno, which he's lost every single one of them, I think, without scoring. And absolutely abject, of course, against... uh, Arsenal in the first half, Chelsea in the second half, a horror show against Palace, and now um, nothing really to write home about at West Ham either. And I think what sums this up, if, you, if you're going to use the adjective Spursy, which I would like us not to use on this podcast, I, <laughs> I feel like I have to this week because we went out to Vitesse in the uh, much vaunted Europa Conference League, Rested an entire team of players so that we'd win our game on Sunday and uh, proceeded to lose them both. So that was a great week in the life of our club. Did
2: I read that after West Ham scored, you didn't have a shot? And that was a good 20-odd minutes left in the game and you didn't actually have a shot and goal after that. Uh, so
0: again, attack think, attack as good as yours, that's pretty desperate. Indeed. Again, I think uh, Harry Kane had barely a shot on target, if any. What's going on with
1: Harry Kane? Because he is not back in the game,
0: is he? Yeah, I defended him last week. Uh, to to your question, is he back? I don't have the answer to that. I think um, the next game, as we've already mentioned, United at home, being dubbed El Sackio, El, no, really? El Sacchio or Bashes El Sackio. Yes, I saw Danny Kelly on Twitter call it El Sacchio knew Nuno is not
1: going to get sacked
0: at this. Stage. Um, or Nathan Redmond's dad, as I saw somebody tweet, which I thought was spot on. It's in an uncanny likeness. Oh, yeah, um, I see. <laughs> well, that brings, that brings us on to uh, another matter, which is the managerial search. The incredible performance last midweek by Ajax mm. uh, beating... BfRB Dortmund 4-0, uh, with some scintillating play and great That's goals. So and uh, their manager is now one of those tipped for the United job. I'm sure you're aware, Nick.
1: And also I just tipped for the Newcastle United job.
0: Yeah, well, more of that later. But uh, I, saw, <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter, I'm afraid I don't remember who it was, but they said, um, typical Tottenham, we're linked with this man in the summer. Decide not to go for him, go for the cheaper option. He's now linked with Man United and we've ended up with Nathan Redmond's dad. (laughs) So my opinion on Nuno is, uh, like yourself, George, I don't want managers to be sacked and uh, that's certainly not what I want, but I do think he's out of his depth. Mm. And um, those... London Derby performances are really, really disappointing. I don't think you go far as a manager of a club like Tottenham if you don't win or get results, at least, Mm. in the games that the fans care about. And uh, the points that he's picked up have been against the likes of Villa and Watford. And, uh, okay, that opening day win against Man City was impressive, but Mm. those four games against London rivals have been really, really poor. So hopefully another Manchester team next weekend can offer us a chance to pick up some points. You'll definitely score. But what fascinates me there, <laughs> what fascinates me there, Nick, is that it's quite clear now that both of these teams will benefit from a bit of counter-attacking football. We rely on Son and Kane. We don't really have a discernible playing style that isn't uh, knocking it to them and hoping that they do some magic. And you, it's quite clear, also um, should be playing on the counter-attack, but you're not, uh, as was discussed for about three and a half hours on Sky on Sunday, causing Graham Souness to throw his toys out of the pram and say we should, we should praise Liverpool. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Still massive. Yeah. Everyone's talking about United. That did make me think of you. Um, they've won 5-0 away at their biggest rivals and they don't get a mention.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've barely talked about Mo Salah and it's probably worth pointing out that I think it's almost undisputable now
0: that he's the best player on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you rightly said last weekend, yeah, and uh, it's either him or David Alaba after his uh, sensational oh, yeah. debut strike. goal mm. in El Clasico, uh, where I think the commentator called it a classic counter-attack move, but I've never seen a centre-back involved in a classic <laughs> counter-attack move like that before. I don't think there was anything normal about it. Great finish. Very
2: very strange to see Sergio Aguero going for
0: Barcelona as
2: well, albeit in vain. Yes, 90 but, plus um, seven. Might help them get out of their, their rut.
0: So elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, I think the biggest story, uh, if, you, if you'd if you agree with me, was Claudio Ranieri, whom we wrote off last week and we said he's <laughs> definitely gone by Christmas. Yeah. And he proceeds to win 5-2 at Everton. Very um, unraffer.
1: And I have to say, I don't want Rafa to get sacked because he's going to come sniffing around another job he should <laughs> The United
0: job. <laughs> Ever since you just hang on to him for a bit. Rack up another one. And yeah. that's a fact. Exactly. I did enjoy the fact that Jonathan Wilson wrote a piece about how solid and dependable Rafa Benitez is and that some other chairman <laughs> should think about signing someone like that. And um, the day that he wrote it, they lost at home to West Ham and the next week they lost at home to Watford 5-2. So that just shows the uh, flippancy of football, especially when you put your name to a column like that. Uh, But very impressive. Not sure what happened to Everton there. His Charleston, still one of the most impressive players in the league for me. Mm -hmm. But then those late goals from Watford, that was a bit of an unexpected result. Similar similar
2: calamity to Old Trafford. There was defenders just running into each other and... All sorts. It's, That's it's right. Insane. They were they were two. They were leading twice in that game. To lose five two is is just crazy. I know Everton are missing key players as well, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely mad result.
0: What's we're going to win the league? The <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about five thousand to one. <laughs> the answer is yes. Done it before. Now, Newcastle, the club formerly known as Newcastle United. Went to Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira's Palace, without a manager because since we last spoke, of course, Steve Bruce was dismissed, and they got their point, which for Newcastle in London is a big deal. Uh, great goal from Callum Wilson. Uh, anyone worried about Newcastle surging up the table yet? They're nineteenth on four points.
2: Only only post January. Post January, I'm sure they'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll strengthen.
0: Like they're going to do some
1: really strange things. They're going to bring in a weird Mark Hughes type manager. They're
2: going to throw <laughs> a load of
1: money around
2: and get well, it like, wrong. More like, Joe, like like Joe Linton. <laughs> yes, they've <laughs> already they already do it without money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good point.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to see who a wants the money enough to take that job at the blank canvas that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, and B, what sort of weird signings actually, because they're not going to get top tier yet they're going to go mid tier no. and they're going be the mid tier ones without any ambition
2: and there'll be a there'll be a Newcastle tax on every yeah. signing as well because people know it doesn't matter
0: do you know who they've got next Saturday? they are welcoming league leaders Chelsea ah. I would say rampant Chelsea well get close to the number they got
1: against Norwich
0: exactly 7-0 against Norwich and a hat-trick for your fantasy football inclusion Mason Mount George yeah he only
2: played because I had three other
0: players injured yeah I was quite happy about that so is that a cause cause for us to celebrate Nick that uh, Mason Mount and Phil Foden are lighting up (laughs) City and Chelsea I think obviously
1: objectively an English player doing well anywhere in the country is a good thing I am more surprised than most that Mason Mount turned out to be quite so good. And I'm just delighted that Phil's getting a few games. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Indeed. What about the other Englishman uh, from that game, hudson Adoy, the forgotten man? Yeah. Um, Did you see Tuchel's comments saying he needs to play 250 more games like that to turn around (laughs) his fortunes (laughs) because of the players in front of him? I thought that was... What a way to put a young lad down. Where do you go from there? I don't know. Out on loan, <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> he should have taken that Bayern transfer.
2: I know he that's Sane. What I mean. he have man. Man.
0: Good mm. shout, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Sane started to play there at last. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, little old Arsenal, 10th, 14 points, negative goal difference. We also have a negative goal difference, so I can't crow about that. But we said they wouldn't quite manage to win two home games in a week. They made it feel like two wins, didn't they? With that last-minute win over Palace on Monday that had uh, Patrick Vieira on his haunches. It was only a draw. Yeah, Uh, that was very annoying, though. Um,
2: (laughs) I'm quite impressed with Palace, I will say, just briefly to talk about them. (laughs) They've only got one league win. Every time I watch them, they play some really nice stuff. Yeah, they seem to have a plan. Not... Well, we'll We're see whether Arsenal... they
0: can repeat their heroics of a few years ago at Man City when Andros Townsend oh, scored yeah. that amazing goal. Yeah, but Arsenal be nice. in
2: seven now, I saw. So, putting some
0: form together. Pointless stat. Was it your <laughs> stat, George, that no one...
2: No,
1: who was it who Arsenal have more points than in the year, the calendar year, Arsenal have more it was points? was Liverpool, wasn't it? Was it Liverpool?
2: That yeah, blows
1: so. my tiny little brain, that does. <laughs> I'd <I'll have> like <laughs> to check
0: that. <laughs> yeah, let's check that, I think. Pass that on to the stats team. So, in Europe last week, uh, we've already talked a bit about United at Atlanta, so you've uh, sort of ruined my joke that the big story was Patson and Decker in Moscow for uh, Leicester. A uh, magnificent 4-3 win in Moscow.
2: Latest stuff the Salzburg conveyor belt. Oh, as I say, said. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Marne, was it Mane, Harland, Daka, There's a new lad, Adiyami, who's scored a few goals already. And I actually looked him up before. He actually was at Bayern. So you'd expect him to end up back there at some point. Um, yes, as, as many of them do. Yeah. But already, he's already started in scored for Germany, I wasn't aware
0: of. Um, but yeah, their striker conveyor belt is, is crazy. And you've got Sabitzer, of course, who's gone to uh, mm. Bayern as well now. But uh, amazing performance from uh, Leicester away in Moscow. Ajax, fantastic on Tuesday. On mm. Tuesday, I was across the Ajax game and a bit of Atletico Liverpool, especially when Atletico came back into that game for a while. Played 3 1 3 from Ajax. It seems to be scoring three so goals as well. And can you guess what their goal difference is in the Dutch league oh. after 10 games? Plus 30. It's plus 35. Crikey. So just to put that into perspective, PSG's is 14.
1: This is why I think he's the most impressive of these upcoming continental managers. He's going to be linked with all the big jobs mm. here. I do. He's, he's already rebuilt that team as well. They got mm. decimated two years ago and but, yeah. lost all yeah. of these stars and they're already back where they were. It's not yeah. better.
2: They have these cycles, don't they? And But I did read someone... A Dutch journalist saying he wants to see this through, though this latest uh, cycle. You know the what the Champions yeah. League
0: semi-finals three years, two, three years ago. I can't see um, why he wouldn't want to finish this Champions no. League campaign the way he's doing, and he got yeah. so close. Uh, we we knocked them out in the semi-final, of course, mm. uh, and that was certainly a tie they should have won. Was he in charge back then as well? Yeah, he's uh, been in charge of Ajax since 2017. Oh. He knows the good. He knows the big jobs are
2: guaranteed. Everyone knows what a job he's doing. So why, yeah, like you say, why would you not see it through?
0: Yeah, and he's sitting there, uh, nine points out of nine in a group with Borussia, uh, Sporting Lisbon and Besiktas. So, yeah, certainly see uh, big things ahead for Ajax this season. They were so good to watch that season uh, a couple of years ago when they won 4-1 at Real Madrid, weren't they? Okay, so, uh, yeah, Wednesday I was in the pub, a pub that wasn't showing football, so I avoided all that... Uh, Man United, uh, Atalanta, Hullabaloo, which was probably best. We've already kind of covered that. Thursday, we lost to Vitesse. Uh, West Ham rolling on with plenty of goals against Genk at home. And uh, does anyone know why Celtic played in the Europa League on Tuesday at three in the afternoon?
1: Uh, Probably something to do with them not being trusted to stay sober. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) essentially. I read it was to do with um, <laughs> policing issues around COP26, which has not even started uh, yet. Uh, um, so And of course, UEFA won't allow another competition's game to take place at the same time as the Champions League. So they had to play mid-afternoon on a Tuesday. Is this um, similar reason to why Leicester didn't play on Thursday as well? I can't imagine that that had anything to do with COP26. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I didn't look into that.
2: I found that strange. Can we just briefly so, talk about Roma's result as well?
0: Yes, elsewhere in Europe. Please. Roma. Uh me more than I think any result
1: from the classic. continent has. Jose Mourinho losing six one a bunch of Danish <laughs> uh, no, not Danish,
0: Norwegian, wasn't it? Bodo Glimpse. Bodo Glimpse Norwegian yeah. League leaders. Don't you know? Yeah.
1: It throws up one massive <laughs> question for me, which I'm hoping someone will be able to
2: have now. Is there another team in world football that has a, a slash in it? I saw this. I don't think I didn't see an answer to the question. I didn't think there is one. It's crazy. And certainly, is
0: there another team that has beaten Jose Mourinho 6-1? No, it's the first time he's conceded that many, I heard. Really? Indeed. And then on Sunday night, he's sent off on the touchline in the uh, big meeting with Napoli, who, with their draw, stay top of Serie A. Also in Serie A was Inter 1, Juve 1 in the Derby d'Italia, where uh, you could have written the script yourself because Juve got a 90th minute penalty. And... uh, it was a foul by Denzel Dumfries, which was right on the edge. And uh, so that uh, that keeps Inter and third, and it keeps Juventus outside of the top places still. Um over in France, George, you uh, caught a yeah. bit of a, a big derby, uh, not a geographical derby, but a Le Classique. Uh, Le Classique, yeah. Marseille, the... OM versus PSG. Pretty much everything that could happen happened Absolutely. in this. The and it still ended nil-nil.
2: One of the best nil-nils you'll ever see. Um, I recommend anyone watch the highlights. Yeah, it was, um, I think three disallowed goals in the end. All yeah. seemed very legitimate at the time. <laughs> um, all marginal offsides. Um, yeah it had riot police protecting Neymar from taking a corner kick <laughs> just in the, like in, in, back in the, the day in
0: South America
2: indeed yeah um, inside the cauldron it, what an atmosphere that place generates the velodrome uh, it's on my on my list as a stadium nerd yeah, especially um, when they come to town yeah, I was going to caveat that with not not to go and attack any footballers, just to experience the atmosphere. Um, and it just it helps the league one league, earn, sorry, title race, which um, PSG was starting to already run away with it. But um, I think Nice uh, aren't far behind. Well, yeah, especially after
0: after they did what we might now call a Wolves. Go on, if you like, which is scoring three goals uh, in the last ten minutes to come back from oh, two down to win three two.
1: I thought you meant they'd been bought out by a Super Asian and had loads of money to buy
0: Portuguese <laughs> players. Uh, nice were 2-0 down at home to Leon, scored in the 81st minute, then a penalty in the 89th, and then a third goal in injury time. And during those last 10 minutes, Leon also had a man sent off. But talking about late sendings off, I'm sure you all saw the tweets about Airdrionian's Dumbarton. Hard <laughs> oh, to have been at that game. Fantastic story. I'll be
1: dancing in the streets of Dumbarton.
0: <laughs> well, no, in fact, it was Adrianians who won Airdre. it. It was Adrianians who won it late on. So um, I didn't see any of this. I only saw a screenshot of the last few minutes on a, on a results service. And uh, essentially, Dumbarton were already down to 10 from early in the second half. It was one all at half time. Then uh, in the 90th minute, Adrianians took the lead. Made it 2-1. Around that time, Dumbarton had two more players sent off. So they're now down to eight. But they score with those eight men in the 94th minute to make it 2-2. And then in the 96th minute, Adrianians nick it with uh, three more men on the field, 3-2. So perhaps the match in Europe this week. Um, the league we should cover going forward. Should we adopt Adrian's? Scottish League One. <laughs> Adrian's, <laughs> what a
2: fantastic team name that is. That's
0: excellent. Yes. So uh, any other words about El Clasico? Uh, the magnificent Alaba goal. PK playing as mm-hmm. a striker for the last few minutes. Aguero <laughs> getting his first goal. And uh, I suppose the only thing other, to men- other thing to mention is... Um, Ronald Koeman uh, having his car kicked in on the way out. Because yes, I yeah. saw
1: that, yeah. I was going to say, is this not the first El Pasco to be a tallest dwarf contest? <laughs> <laughs> like the battle of who's slightly less dysfunctional at the moment.
2: Yes, very good. <laughs> Ancelotti's first win at Barcelona, I'm led to believe as well, of any club. I can imagine that.
1: Let me take a moment to say that I did not appreciate at Old Trafford, the white hankies coming out? I do not want to see that in the British game.
0: That was quite Spanish, wasn't it? Yeah. Very Spanish. Very. Was that an isolated incident or were yeah. there many hankies? Oh, it was
2: the tourists. Are these are oh. the ones that actually stayed behind to watch or Yeah, all right.
0: Yeah, so now that you've taken us back there, uh Sorry. <laughs> My favorite moment was, I must claim this for myself. I I thought this long before it appeared on Twitter, but I thought the fans streaming out after 50 minutes and the helicopter shot of that in the surroundings of Old Trafford really did did look like a new age Lowry painting. And then uh, somebody else (laughs) made that joke on Twitter, but uh, I was definitely there first in my head. So let's look ahead to next week. It's the big one, isn't it, Nick? Um, it is what does this game at the new White Hart Lane Spurs Man United next Saturday prime time Saturday night football on sky what does it represent to you now last re- chance saloon or the nail in the coffin or what exactly well
1: I mean obviously any match against a team of yours has an added layer of spice um, that's right I would say it's going to be really fascinating to watch two teams both contrive to try and lose the match yeah um, I would expect there to be goals and I expect the impact of the win to be overdone for the team who wins and the loss will probably end up putting... Actually, no, I don't know. I'm not sure Nuno will get a shot, but I think Solskjaer is either going to make it to the end of the season or he's going to make it to the international break. It will
2: yeah. depend on what he does against the Spurs and the City. And George,
0: from the outside looking in?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be a cracking game. Like you said, goals, 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 I think. I don't know how many goals there were cumulatively last season. in the two fixtures. But um, yeah, I I don't think it'll be the final nail for either. Was that an invitation
0: for me to mention the 6-1 win at Old Trafford? If you like. (laughs) It sounded like one. (laughs) There were a lot of goals. (laughs) I I can't talk about conceding goals or scoring goals at Old Trafford at the moment. (laughs) I'll have to wait till next season, hopefully. Yes, we did win there 6-1, but uh, it was mentioned on Sunday as by Gary Neville again, I think, as not being nearly as bad as what happened the other day against Liverpool. Different
1: circumstances. Exactly, we got cheated out of Tony Marshall. Right.
0: We'll, <laughs> we'll let that hang in the air. Um, just a bit of history for you, lads. The 2015-16 season was a sweeping 3-0 Tottenham win over Man United at White Hart Lane, the proper White Hart Lane. That was our first home win against Manchester United since 2001. A poch, must have been. Under poch, of course, otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, then the following year, we won 2 1 in our final ever game at White Hart Lane. That whole oh, thing yeah. with the. Uh, the balloons and the rainbow and the tears and the emotion. And then the following season at Wembley, uh, Nick, that was the game that we went to together where Ericsson scored after 12 seconds and you left early in a huff. And uh, the season <laughs> okay. after that, also at Wembley, is when I took our, our good friend Dan Smith. And uh, that was the one where David De Gea made about 13 saves and you won 1-0. And that's the fixture that I want to pick up on because it was on... Sunday, the 13th of January 2019. So it was still very early in Ollie's reign, I'm sure you remember. And he essentially showed us a masterclass in counter attacking, relying on Dave the save and having Rashford score one great goal on the counter attack with a fabulous assist from Pogba, uh, one of those long balls from his own half. The BBC. Sport report from that match, Phil McNulty as ever, talks about Ollie staking his claim. He says, few would have placed Solskjaer as a serious contender on any list to replace Jose Mourinho when he was sacked as United boss in December. And while he may not be the front runner yet, he has done everything after him and this victory against the team in title contention, let's not laugh at that one. And with a manager in Mauricio Pochettino, who many regard as favourite to be next in the chair at Old Trafford, was the biggest statement of his credentials yet. Make no mistake, Solskjaer relied hugely on De Gea's brilliance. But he also arrived with a positive mindset and team selection that put United right in the game and led to them getting that half-time lead through Rashford's goal on the counter-attack. Does that make you feel uh, sort of wistful and nostalgic for the start of Oli's reign when you were all singing He's at the wheel? Yeah, it was.
1: Um, well, it's just really sad because he's a decent guy trying to try do his best. And he has, over the time of his, his reign, tactically outmaneuvered Pochettino, Pep, Tuchel. And yet here we are, and he can't manage his way out of a paper bag.
0: So, this is what reading this today has made me think in reaction to that very long discussion on Super Sunday. He has done well in high profile games. He's got that win in Paris. He's got that win against Pochettino Spurs, uh, some others that you've mentioned, um, but they were all playing a certain style that is now being denied him. Is that an accurate assessment or do you think he's just generally lost his way that I seem to get a sense from the discussion in the Sky studio that uh He should be playing on the counter-attack. Those are his strengths, and he can't do that because they've signed Ronaldo. Is that too
1: simplistic? Interesting question. I think
0: United wanted to exert some
1: sort of authority on the league this year and not rely on counter-attacking against everyone. Um, Unfortunately, I don't think they have a pressing squad, and, uh, and they still haven't got a way of controlling matches. You don't see United control matches very often. Um, What they do is they rely on moments of individual brilliance and and pacey attack, which you can't do when you've got a static striker.
0: But you've also got the Manchester derby coming up quite soon and he's won a couple of those, hasn't he? Um, He has, yeah. He's got a good record against Pep. Exactly. So this shows also that he's, I don't know, it's a bit of an enigma. I don't think he's an idiot. Uh, I don't think he's tactically ignorant. I think he's proved enough in big games. But something has definitely happened here that caused him to look entirely clueless on Sunday in a really high-profile fixture. And obviously, he now runs the risk that that happens again in the Magister Dali. But he's won a couple of those when you wouldn't have expected it based on form. And uh, I wonder whether it is... Ronaldo that's made the difference, or whether that's too simplistic. But It's
1: difficult to blame a player who's on the level that Ronaldo is on. I think the first problem he needs to fix is the defence. Not being able to keep a clean sheet,
2: they've got to address that straight away. That's not Ronaldo's fault. Sure. Any opinions on that, George? Yeah, I was literally just about to say the same thing. It's, It's not up top, is it? I mean, you've got an absolute plethora of talent up top, top. Embarrassment of riches. It's 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 the defending which, on paper, especially m- market spend, should be much much better than it is. And you know, David de Gea is having still making worldy saves, but he's still conceding three, four. Yeah. You know, so um, that's where the the issue lies. And and as I think you touched on last week in in central defence midfield, where you know Fred is just nowhere near. The level you need to be at if you're going to challenge for for titles. Um, yeah, it's funny one with Ronaldo, isn't it? Because I think the team has had to change slightly to accommodate him, but at the same time, he's the one's won you the points yeah. uh, recently. So, um, but yeah, I think defense is where it needs to start. We, like you said, one one clean sheet in 21 games. That's that's very very bad. That's sort of yeah. you know teams in the relegation zone have that kind of form of yeah. clean sheets.
0: So looking ahead to next week and our next show, uh, we'll be discussing Saturday lunchtime kickoff on BT Sport. Leicester at home to Arsenal. That is the kind of game that I am well up for. (laughs) Backing Jamie Vardy there to do his business and get in behind that defence. Burnley are at home to Brentford. Brentford have just suffered a setback, losing to Leicester this Sunday. Don't know if we can call that one at all, really. Um, I think that's a tough trip for anyone, Liverpool at home to Brighton. You'd hope that Brighton can put up some sort of show after their good start to the season, but it would be a surprise, Man City, Crystal Palace. Can't see Vieira getting anything out of that one, I'm afraid. Newcastle versus Chelsea. Newcastle has been a famously difficult place for Chelsea to go over the years, and we've enjoyed a few of those fixtures, all of us. I suppose we're all waiting to see who's in the dugout. Uh, I wanted to mention, in fact, odds for the next Newcastle manager. Who do you think is top of that at the moment?
1: Oh, God, it'll be oh. someone ridiculous. It'll be like Alan Shearer. Or... <laughs> They've been there, done that. Yeah. From, from what
0: I can <laughs> Jose, see, on... Jose Mourinho,
1: he seems to be extracting himself from Rome in record time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, from what I can see on uh, Oddschecker.com right now, top is actually Paulo Fonseca, who was one of uh, our to him, they? Yeah. he was one of our choices in the mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, and he couldn't come apparently because of a tax issue. I don't know, but uh, Newcastle seemed to find a way around such <laughs> ethical concerns, <laughs> yeah. so that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, Lucian Favre it seems to be in second place, and then third, to all of our delight, I'm sure is. Big fat Frankie Lampard. Yeah, I was going to say, um, he must be near the top. And Eddie Howe also in there. Be nice to see him back. Roberto Martinez. For a stranger, long time. Eric Ten Hag is on there, but long odds. And uh, Stevie G is on there at about uh, 16, 18
1: to 1. What Mark Hughes?
0: Uh, <laughs> Mark Hughes, nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I want Mark Hughes reunited with Robinho. But so it's I always... Think- It's always fun to see some names lower down the list. So I can offer you uh, Tony Pulis at a hundred.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Allegri at a hundred. I don't think he's mad enough to do that. Klopp at a hundred. I think Gilmer would love that one. Yeah. Bielsa George. P-Nev's got to be on there Uh, somewhere.
2: Leave leave Marcelo alone.
0: Some bookies are offering forties on Marcelo Bielsa. No. Uh, Wayne Rooney to... uh, like the jump from Derby County, that's like a good it. one. Nuno is offered by William Hill at 100 to 1. Interesting uh,
1: one. If Spurs were to dispense with him.
0: Uh, I've just seen down here, Stephen Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Butt. Uh, Yogi Low. I mean, everybody's on here, really. Oh, dear me. You, you name them, they're on here. Michael Carrick, Shola Amiobi. <laughs> I mean, I give it me go. We're going out to 200 to 1 now.
2: There you
0: 300 to 1. You've got Duncan Ferguson, Neil Warnock, and Alex Ferguson.
1: <laughs> Get off our
0: Fergie. Worth a quid. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't quite finish up with uh, next week. Newcastle, Chelsea. Uh another romp for Chelsea. Watford, Southampton. Let's see how Ranieri gets on against uh, fabulously dressed Hasenhutel. The big game of the day Spurs, Man United. Leeds at Norwich Sunday lunchtime and the Super Sunday offering is West Ham unstoppable, seemingly unstoppable West Ham away at Aston Villa Are we, are we not part of Super Sunday? We're just on Sunday <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are the less heralded part of Super Sunday Standard Sunday Standard I can't wait to see how they talk that game up George
2: Oh god don't I'm dreading it, I've already stuck a ten on Norwich Yeah,
0: <laughs> There we go look forward to speaking to you after that next week thank you both so much and uh, we'll speak again after that next weekend of Premier League Football bye for now cheers